episode. And uh, I know I haven't been putting up much uh, recently. And uh, well, the reason for that is because I've been busy and because I haven't been able to. But now we're doing this, uh, trying this change of format, and maybe that will change uh, the frequency at which I am able to post stuff for you all, post content for you all. And I wanted to start out this uh, first episode of Season 2, Episode 201, uh, with talking about what's going on with sleepy, creepy Uncle Joe Biden. And what is going on with sleepy, creepy Joe Biden is that he is in a bit of a pickle. You see, it appears that classified documents have been found in unsecure areas. These are classified documents, basically in his possession, in unsecured areas. The first report of these unsecured classified documents were from the offices of the Biden Penn Institute, I think it's called. It's like an institute or, or an office or something like that for the study of global uh, gatherings and kumbaya and stuff, I think is the official name for it. And we'll talk about that first. We'll put that into perspective first. These documents were found at this location where they should not have been. These not only were top secret documents, they were actually above top secret documents. They were top secret compartmentalized documents and they were in these offices at Penn State University in this phony think tank with Biden's name on it. Now apparently Biden was a quote-unquote professor at Penn State University. He never taught a single class but he was a quote-unquote professor at Penn State University for, I guess, about a year. And he had this uh, institute or whatever uh, with his name and Penn State name on it on the grounds of Penn State University. And, and lo and behold, it was paid for with $15 million, or I'm sorry, not $15 million, that would be a lot of money, but it was actually paid for by more than that, $59 million that was contributed by the communist Chinese. Now, we've got these offices, uh, and Hunter Biden had access to them as well. These offices where nobody really works it's a phony think tank. It's just 
It's just offices, empty offices where nobody works with Biden's name on it and containing classified documents that Hunter Biden has access to and that ostensibly the communist Chinese have access to as well, given the fact that they paid $59 million for that access. Now, Doc, you might say, but, but, but you, you conservatives have been talking about how uh, a president having classified documents is, is no big deal because, uh, you know, presidents can classify and declassify information at their will. Well, that is true of documents that were classified when they were president of the United States, because when they were president of the United States, they are indeed the final arbiter of what is and what is not classified. And they can classify or declassify anything they want to at their will at any time. Okay, but these documents are not documents from when Joe Biden was uh, ostensibly president of the United States. These are documents from when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. And there is a very large difference between the privileges of a president and a vice president. The vice president of the United States has very little power whatsoever. Basically, the only power that the vice president of the United States has is as his role as president of the Senate. And even then, I'm not sure that that has a whole lot of power that goes with it. But the vice president 100% has absolutely zero executive privilege and he has zero ability to classify or unclassify documentation. Then all of a sudden, just a few days later, we find out that a whole bunch of classified documents from when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States were found in one of his homes in Delaware. And these documents were documents with uh, also top secret compartmentalized documents that had to deal with China and Iran and Ukraine. Now, China and Ukraine are countries with which Hunter Biden had business dealings when Joe Biden 
was vice president of the United States. So we've got these top secret compartmentalized documents about China, about Ukraine, that are countries that Hunter Biden has business dealings with. And Joe Biden, of course, has told us that he never had any idea about the business dealings of Hunter while he was vice president of the United States, despite the fact that we have visitor logs to the White House that say differently. We have photographic evidence of Joe Biden posing with business partners of Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden as well. And he's claiming that he had no knowledge of it. And now we have classified documents about those countries in his possession. And apparently the National Archives did not know that he had these documents. Well, can't Joe declassify them now? No, he cannot. Because they are not documents that were classified while he was president. These are documents that were classified while Barack Obama was president. Barack Obama could declassify them, but it's a little late for that. Now there's a whole lot of hinky stuff going on now that this stuff has been found out. Joe Biden's personal lawyers, none of whom have classified, none of whom have clearance, are going through these documents now. The reason that they're going through the documents is because they are trying to whip up as quickly as possible uh, some kind of criminal defense for him. But let's talk about Hunter Biden because oh, it gets really, really interesting now. Hunter Biden's driver's license. Take a quick look at Hunter Biden's driver's license. We have it right here. Hunter Biden's driver's license. And this is a slightly redacted version of his driver's license, but it indicates that his residence is the exact same house where these classified documents were being kept. Oh, and by the way, if you didn't know this, in that particular house, the location that they were being kept is Joe Biden's garage. Top secret, compartmentalized, classified documents about Iran, China, and Ukraine are in Joe Biden's garage. Now, he made sure to let everybody know in a press conference recently that his garage was locked. So, you know, that's just the same as being locked down in a skiff or other 
uh, top secret facility. Folks, I know people personally, I personally know people who would be able to get through whatever security is at that house, even the Secret Service, get into that garage and not only get out with those classified documents, but also get out with his Corvette and nobody would know. I personally know people who could do that. So, I'm sure that the Chinese know people who could do that. The Russians know people who can do that. And any number of other intelligence agencies know people who could, or criminal organizations, know people who could do that. It's actually not as hard as you think it is. But let's get back to Hunter Biden living at this location. Hunter Biden filled out a background screening request in 2018. And he listed as his residence this very home. This very home. Not only did he list this very home as his residence, this home where these highly compartmentalized classified documents were. He listed himself as the owner of the home. While at the same time, listing his monthly rent as $49,910. So he was paying 50 grand to the big guy while he was living in the big guy's house with these top secret compartmentalized documents having to do with countries in which he was doing business while his father was vice president of the United States. Now, a lot of people out there are going to say, oh boy, I can, I can hear you conservatives and Republicans now, you hopeful, hopeful Republicans and conservatives, you eternal optimists, saying, oh boy, Joe's in trouble now. To which I will reply, no, he is not, folks. No, he is not. You know, I, I don't mind the eternal optimism. Actually, I do. I really do. The eternal optimism of some conservatives, some Republicans, is as annoying as that of the Democrats on the other side. Uh, I prefer realism. Have the facts, and at the same time, understand 
the nature of the war that we find ourselves embroiled in. And this is a war, folks, because the Democrats, the establishment, are dedicated to the goal of destroying the United States of America as it was designed under the Constitution. They are dedicated to a globalist, one-world government. And the only way that that can exist is if the United States doesn't. And the Republicans, the establishment Republicans, for the most part, are part of this organization. So understand who we're dealing with here and what we are dealing with. Uh, it is no different. Those folks out there going, oh, we've got Joe now. We've got him now. Then it's no different than guys uh, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Meathead. Uh, the Hollywood director, producer guy, um, who was on the, damn it, that show back in the 70s, uh, Meathead, you know, the, that was his name in the show, his nickname anyway in the show. Archie Bunker, the Archie Bunker show. Anyway, uh, and, and. The one thing that I can say about this guy, him, uh, this director, God, I can't remember his freaking name. Uh, I hate when that happens, is that he directed one of the greatest films in all of motion picture history. And I am not in any way, this is not uh, over-exaggerating. He, he, directed The Princess Bride, which is without a doubt one of the greatest movies in cinematic history. Uh, and and I know that there are people with other opinions, uh, and those people are certainly entitled to being wrong if they want to. Uh, but anyway, he, he, I, he is always saying this about Trump. He's always saying, oh, we've got Trump now. Oh, we're going to indict him this time. I mean, he has been saying this since back during the, the Russiagate uh, scandal, which was a nothing burger then. It was a completely made up nothing burger. Uh, there's even more evidence of that now to a, crim to a criminal extent uh, now. And... Uh, he's still doing it with January 6th. And now January 6th has been completely and entirely debunked. And and then it was the, oh, the classified documents in his house. Oh, we've got him now. And, and no, he's the president of the United States. So he decides what's classified and what's not. And, and, and so when he does that, I actually poke fun at him on Twitter. He has not blocked me. So apparently I have not been annoying enough. And Lord knows I've tried, despite the fact, actually, I haven't because I'll poke at him. And then at the same time, 
sometimes in the same tweet, I will tell them, but you're still one of the best directors out there because you made one of the greatest movies of all time. And I love that movie. I love that movie. It was absolutely brilliant. hundred percent. So, but, but you've, we've got these Republicans out there who are saying the same thing and, and they're fed by the establishment Republicans who are going, Oh yeah, we're going to get them. We're going to have, Oh, we're going to have all these uh, hearings. Yeah, we're going to have hearings and all oh, this, that, and the other thing. And, oh, we're going to get them. None of those hearings are going to amount to anything, folks. None of them are going to amount to anything. They're not going to go anywhere. They're going to waste taxpayers' time. They're going to take up a lot of, uh, you know, uh, they're going to take up a lot of time in the news. But they're not going to go anywhere unless there is a caveat, and I'll get to that in a minute. And then there are some of you going, but Doc, Doc, there's a special counsel. A special counsel has been, a special counsel has been brought by Merrick Garland, Doc. Merrick Garland has, found, well, that's my point exactly. It's Merrick Garland who picked this special counsel. Merrick Garland has not got a single uh, he he's he does not have an honest bone in his body. He is a shill for the left and and he's got it out for the GOP for not allowing him to become a uh, Supreme Court justice so he's got a chip on his shoulder so you can be damn sure that whoever Merrick Garland appoints as a special counsel is going to come up with absolutely nothing. Nothing whatsoever. No crime committed. Just the same as they did with Hillary Clinton. Well, he didn't have any negative intent. And so since we can't prove he had intent, we are not going to charge him. No, no, uh, a uh, prosecutor in his right mind would would prosecute this case because there wasn't intent. Intent isn't necessary. It is not part of that law. Sometimes you have, uh, sometimes it is part of a law, like say for uh, capital murder or uh, murder one in certain jurisdictions. You have to have you, you have to be able to prove intent to get a murder one conviction, a capital murder conviction. You have to be able to prove intent for that. You do not have to be able to prove intent when it comes to the mishandling of classified documents. Intent has nothing to do with it at all. 
That's a totally different charge that can be added on later. Like treason. Like, yes, they mishandled these documents, and at the same time, they were using these documents to provide aid and comfort to an enemy of the United States. Or various espionage charges require intent. But the charges about mishandling classified documents do not require intent. But that's what's going to happen. Once again, unless there is an asterisk on that last statement and on the statement about the Republican hearings that are sure to happen for show if for no other reason. And that asterisk is this. Unless the Democrats want these charges brought against him, unless they want him to be impeached. Let me tell you what I think is happening. First of all, you have to be a fool to believe that these documents or the stories about these documents just happened to come out in the legacy media right after the Republicans take control of the House of Representatives. You would have to be an, a complete fool to believe that. Ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you, I, will, I would bet good money on the fact that there were operatives within the Democrat Party that knew he had these documents. There were operatives within the Democrat Party. Hell, there, these might have even been planted by operatives within the Democrat Party. I don't think they were. Uh, there are some people out there who do. I personally do not, just by the way he's reacting. I don't believe. I think that he stole them. He knew he stole them, and he knew he hid them, and he knew where he hid them, and he knew that the Chinese had access to them, and he knew that the Ukrainians had access to them. So I don't think they were planted. But I think the Democrats knew he had them. And they were just waiting for the opportunity to use that information against him. Now, why, you might ask, would they do something like that? Why would they release this information in the legacy media and their, from their lapdogs? in the legacy media, their propaganda wing, 
that he had these documents right after the Republicans take control of the House. Wouldn't that be bad for him? And the answer is yes. Potentially, it would be bad for him. Potentially, it would be bad for him. You see, here's what's going on inside the Democrat Party. Joe Biden is terrible for the Democrat Party. The only reason he is in the White House, the only reason he was selected and anointed and placed into the White House by the establishment party is because they didn't have anyone better. They didn't have a backup plan because Hillary Clinton was supposed to be in the White House at that time and was supposed to have another four years, be anointed for another four years. But Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump. And they threw everything they could at Trump and they failed entirely. And so they had to bring out every single dirty trick they had in the book to make sure that somebody was elected. Some Democrat was elected. They needed somebody from the establishment back in power. Now they knew that Trump was going to try to run for re-election. Now they needed somebody. That, so they didn't have a Republican establishment person. Now they had a Republican establishment person that on the inside that could make sure that Biden got where he was going. Mike Pence. But they, they had to put somebody, and all they had, the only person they had was Sleepy Joe. So they installed him in the White House. But Joe, who has never been an intelligent person, no one could ever accuse him of being an intelligent person. I remember for years, Rush Limbaugh referred to him as the dumbest man in the Senate. And Joe Biden is an idiot. The man is a complete idiot. He graduated at the bottom of his class in law school. Almost at the very bottom of his class in law school. He plagiarizes everything. He is a serial plagiarizer. He lies about everything. He is a serial liar. He's stupid. The man is stupid. He's the definition of stupid. And this stupid man, who is now very seriously suffering from dementia, gets worse every single day, thinks 
that he won. He believes that he won the White House. He believes that 81 million Americans voted for him. 81 million live Americans voted for him. He believes this. And because he believes this, he thinks he can do it again. And that that's a problem. That's a problem for the Democrat Party. The problem for the Democrat Party primarily is that they know that his likely opponent is going to be Donald J. Trump. And they know that he cannot beat Trump again. They know it. They have to bring someone else out. Now, who that someone else is, uh, it's up for conjecture. I've heard, personally, I thought it was going to be Gavin Newsom. I still think it, it's a possibility that it's going to be Gavin Newsom, except for the fact that the Democrat Party has always been their own worst enemy, and they are still very much convinced that they can make this uh, they can cobble together a majority of minorities and by pandering to minorities, they think that they can win. Uh, they think that they can reenact the Obama win. But as you will recall, Obama wasn't part of their plan either. Hillary was supposed to win back then too. Obama was not their choice. He was a one-off. And Obama, the two terms of Obama, were the beginning of the end for the Democrat Party. Obama did so much damage to the Republic or to the Democrat Party, I'm sorry, to the Democrat Party that they're not I don't think they're going to recover. They've he did so much damage to the Democrat Party that he was the beginning of the end for them. So they're trying to replicate the Obama phenomenon, I think. But in such a way that the person replicating it can be controlled by the party apparatus. So they need somebody young. They need somebody who sounds eloquent. They do not need somebody who is smart. They need somebody who can be controlled. And uh, I can't remember who it was. I, if I could remember who it was, I would give a hat tip to them. But I cannot remember who it was. Uh, 
that I was listening to on YouTube who suggested that that person is possibly Hakeem Jeffries, the person who would have been Speaker of the House had the Republicans not won it back. And having listened to that A to Z speech that he gave on the floor of the House, I can say with a a certain amount of confidence that Hakeem Jeffries is not a smart person, is fully in the pocket of and under the control of the Democrat Party apparatus, but he is also dark-skinned. And being a dark-skinned person, well, that's, that's what they need. They need the surface. They need the facade, the appearance. It doesn't matter how ephemeral that facade is. All that matters is how he looks, how he sounds. Because the people who vote Democrat don't vote on, they don't vote for intelligence because they themselves do not make decisions based on rational thought. Democrat voters vote entirely, 100% off of emotionalism. And so you must give them a show. If you give them a good show, they will vote the way you want them to vote. And there are Republican voters who are like that too, but that's one of the reasons why you can't get Republicans into lockstep, as was evidenced by the whole Speaker of the House situation, which I will talk about right now. The Speaker of the House situation, which I thought was fantastic, I loved it, proves that Republicans are not the mindless zombies that the Democrats claim them to be. The Democrats always accuse their opponents of being that which they are themselves. Democrats are indeed mindless zombies driven by emotionalism, incapable or unwilling to use rational thought. Republicans, not so much. Uh, Republicans are people with multiple opinions about multiple things because we all think about them and we think about them differently. You've got libertarian Republicans uh, like myself, I am very much a libertarian Republican. And then you've got the 
uh, establishment Republicans, the neoconservative Republicans, uh, which I am very much not. And then you've got the evangelical Republicans who could be on either side of that. Um, and, and I myself am, I suppose, could be considered an evangelical uh, Christian. I am certainly a Christian. Uh, I don't know if I could be considered evangelical, at least in the way that the term is being used nowadays. But at any rate, there's a wide diversity of um, a wide diversity of Republicans, and as a result, there they have a, a wide diversity of opinions, and that is why the drama that played out in the House of Representatives with regards to Kevin McCarthy's speakership played out that way. Now, we got a lot of concessions out of Kevin McCarthy. As a matter of fact, by the end of it, um, uh, what's his name? Matt Gates, Gates. Matt Gates was asked in an interview after it all went down, uh, why he finally uh, yielded and allowed Kevin McCarthy to become speaker. And he said, because I, I ran out of things to ask for. Kevin McCarthy gave him everything he wanted, and Matt Gates ran out of stuff to ask for. Now, there's a reason why Kevin McCarthy did this. There's a reason why he agreed to everything he agreed to. Not because he agrees with Matt Gates, not because he's even going to follow through with a lot of this stuff, but because he knew that the situation was set up as it was planned to be set up, where that the Republicans had the House, but did not have the Senate, and did not have the White House. They've been in this position before. And when they are in this position, they make a lot of conservative noise and a lot of conservative moves. They have a lot of conservative hearings and they talk a lot of conservative talk and they pass a lot of conservative legislation. And the reason that they do this is because they know good and well that it will not go anywhere. They know good and well that nothing will come of it. Nothing will come of the hearings. Nothing will come of the legislation. nothing will come of anything. If the House were to impeach Joe Biden, and Lord knows they have multiple reasons to do so, and they have mountains of evidence to support it, it wouldn't get through the Senate. Unless unless the Democrats want it to go through the Senate. And like I said, 
Sleepy Joe thinks he's going to run in 2024. And the Democrats right now, with this information that has come out about the top secret documents, that's just a shot across his bow, letting him know this is the stuff we've got on you. And if you do not back off, we are going to let the Republicans use it. So that's the only way that anything will come of it is if the Democrats allow it to happen. And the Democrats will tell their little lapdogs in the Republican establishment, okay, you can let this go through. And we will reluctantly go along with you so that we can put the vice moron into power because she's controllable. She's dumb as a bag of hammers. Kamala Harris is dumb as a bag of hammers, but she is controllable. And if the Republicans try to impeach her, it will go nowhere. Unless the Democrats want it to. But with a Republican in the House Speaker job, they will never let that happen. They will never let that happen. So everything that's going to happen in the House, this is, this is all... I mean, they, folks, they have been doing this for half a century or more. They've been playing this game for half a century. This is political theater. That's all this is. This is very well scripted. The establishment Republicans have absolutely no intention of allowing charges to be brought against Joe Biden unless they are told to do so by the Democrats. So don't get excited about the House Republicans. Because they're going to be making all kinds of noise. That I'll tell you what to look for. I'll tell you what to look for to get excited about with the House Republicans. There is one thing and one thing only to get excited about. Is if the House Republicans start defunding stuff. And you say, oh, Doc, they, they did. They did. They, they passed a bill through the House that defunds the 87,000. That doesn't mean anything. 87,000 IRS agents, they passed the bill. That doesn't mean anything. That was theater, too. That was theater because they knew when that bill get, got to the Senate, it wouldn't go anywhere. The Senate even said, we're just going to ignore it. It's going to die in the Senate. And they knew that. That's why they passed it. 
yes, the Freedom Caucus backed it. And yes, the Freedom Caucus was excited about it. And the Freedom Caucus, the people in the Freedom Caucus, probably really wanted it to go through. But the reason the other establishment Republicans voted for it was because they knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. Kevin McCarthy knew it wasn't going to go anywhere, but it gets them some street cred. It gets Republican voter money. Republican voters will, will give them money. And to that, folks, I say don't do it. I'll tell you right now, stop contributing money to the Republican Party. Stop contributing money to the Republican Party. Because they're bent. They are just as corrupt as the Democrats are. They are the same thing. They are part of the uniparty. They just play a different role. They play the role of uh, controlled opposition. Or as I like to, I like the term uh, political pressure relief valve. Stop giving them money. Don't give them any money. I saw uh, a, a report uh, earlier today, and this is a reason why you need to stop giving them money. I saw a report earlier today about how Ronna McDaniels, the current chairman of the Republican National Committee, uh, how she is refusing to debate the two people who are running against her for the chairmanship. Folks, that can only mean one thing. The election is already over. Despite the fact that the election has not yet been held, the fix is in, the election is over, and Ronna McDaniels won. And we will still have McFailure in the Republican Party with McDaniel, McConnell, and McCarthy. So don't get excited about where the Republican Party is. The Republican Party is not in a good in a good place. And personally, I think the Republican Party needs to die right along with the Democrat Party. And 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 make no mistake, the Democrat Party is dying. What I see happening, I don't know how long it's going to take for it to happen, but I, I see this happening probably within the next decade. Because Barack Obama did so much damage to the Democrat Party and because the Democrats have done so much damage to themselves with their this concept of being able to create a majority of minorities uh, by pandering to smaller and smaller and smaller sections of society. They have basically 
closed themselves out of the running. They have destroyed themselves on the local and state level to the point where they're non-existent in Florida. And the only reason that they exist in other certain states like Texas is because the Republicans, the rhinos, the establishment Republicans in those states help them to stay afloat like Texas. But they are dying. I mean, look, look at the, their, their, their front line people. Okay. Their top tier people are Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Those are their top tier people. Both of them. I believe both of them are octogenarians. They don't have a very deep bench. So what's going to happen is they are going to, they're going to split apart. All of these little groups that they've been trying to hold together are going to split apart and the party itself is going to fall apart and it will be a permanent minority party. This will not do for those who actually control the establishment. And by establishment, I mean the uni party. It will not do. So what will happen is the rhino, excuse me, establishment Republicans, the rhino establishment Republicans are going to become the new Democrat party. And the MAGA wing of the Republican Party is going to become the party of we, the people of the United States, the party of the Constitution of the United States. And it's this is already happening. This is already playing out. It's, it's just moving so slowly that most people don't see it. It's happening right now. And I don't know how long it's going to take for all of this to cement because we have to, it's going to take a while for the Democrat Party to fall apart completely, to completely destroy itself, to completely implode. It's going to take a while for maybe not as long for the MAGA Republicans to form, uh, to, to take over the Republican Party and force out the establishment rhinos. And that's happening now too. This, this again can be seen by the power that the Freedom Caucus has in the House. The future of the Republican Party is the MAGA movement. There's no question about that. 
and there's nothing the establishment Republicans can do about it because there's just not enough of them. So we have to starve them of funds. Stop giving your money to the GOP. Start giving your money to political action committees like uh, Save America PAC. And no, this is not an endorsement or anything like that. They are not paying me. I'm just giving them as an example. That's Donald Trump's PAC and similar PACs, uh, which are going to be uh, appearing. Give to political action committees for specific uh, individual politicians like uh, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis. And Matt Gates, people like that, people you support, but stop giving money to the GOP. Defund the GOP. All right. The Democrats are being funded by, you know, a, a handful of billionaires and millionaires. Eventually, when they realize that the death of the the Democrat Party is inevitable, they will start supporting rhinos. They already are. Like George Soros is supporting a lot of rhinos. And, you know, they know which way the wind is blowing. The Democrats have destroyed themselves. You know, what the names of these parties will be. I've already speculated that the Uniparty the establishment party will probably call themselves something along the lines of the Republican or not the Republican, the, the new Democrat party or, or something that, you know, they might get kind of creative uh, as they have had to rebrand themselves multiple times. They may decide that it's time to come out with a total brand new brand and they, they might come out with like the lights and the neon and we're, we are now the whatever party, you know, the, say the establishment party or the freedom party or the, the, the tolerance party or the diversity party, something like that. They might come out and full on, just change the name and just go nuts on it. That's possible. Maybe, I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see. But that's that's in the future. That's 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 a ways off. But we are gaining ground. MAGA is gaining ground, uh, and the establishment is losing ground. And I'm not saying I'm not optimistic. Like I did say earlier, that I'm uh, it. They these optimistic, uber optimistic uh, Republicans. Uh, conservative people annoy me, but that's not saying much. I mean, if, if you know me, then you know I'm easily annoyed by just people in general. It's just a part of my personality. Uh, but at any rate, um, these, uh, that, that's not to say that I am not optimistic. I am optimistic. I just don't think it's going to play out the way that everybody hopes it's going to play out. It is probably 
Joe Biden is not going to be removed from office, probably. It is distinctly possible that Joe is going to get it through his head that if he doesn't back off, then charges will be brought against him and against Hunter. He doesn't give a crap about Hunter, by the way. That's the reason that Hunter is the way he is, is because Joe Biden doesn't give a crap about him. The only thing Joe Biden cares about is Joe Biden. That's it. That's all. Nothing else. Not only is he a narcissist, but he's a stupid narcissist. And if there's anything that pisses me off more than a narcissist, it's a stupid narcissist. But I feel, I feel sorry for Hunter. Hunter is jacked up because his dad doesn't care about him at all. Hate is not the opposite of love, folks. It's indifference. Indifference is the opposite of love. Joe Biden doesn't give a fuck about his son. And that's the reason that Hunter is the way he is. He has tried to gain his father's acceptance. And he fills his life with drugs and sex and alcohol and anything to try to take the place of the love that he will never get from his father. So I actually feel sorry for Hunter Biden. But Joe Biden, I don't feel sorry for at all. Not at all. Not even a little teeny tiny little bit. Not even a little. Don't care about his dementia. I honestly believe that his dementia is a divine judgment against him so that he might not see the truth. For otherwise he might turn away and repent. I honestly believe that. But Joe might just be smart enough to back off. And Joe might just be smart enough. He, they might even tell him, Joe, we want you to step down as President of the United States for health reasons. And if you don't, well, we're just going to have to let you get impeached and let criminal charges be brought against you. Or you can back off now, retire in peace, and we'll leave you alone. Because that's the way deals are done in Washington, D.C., folks. That's the way the establishment works. You retire, you get out of their way, you leave them alone. And all of your sins will be forgotten. Well, not forgotten, but they will not be brought against you as long as you stay out of their way. As long as you continue to do what they say. And when you get to Joe's age, doing what they say 
is just staying the hell out of their way. Not even a little. Don't care about his dementia. I honestly believe that his dementia is a divine judgment against him so that he might not see the truth. For otherwise he might turn away and repent. I honestly believe that. But Joe might just be smart enough to back off. And Joe might just be smart enough. He, they might even tell him, Joe, we want you to step down as president of the United States for health reasons. And if you don't, well, we're just going to have to let you get impeached and let criminal charges be brought against you. Or you can back off now, retire in peace, and we'll leave you alone. Because that's the way deals are done in Washington, D.C., folks. That's the way the establishment works. You retire, you get out of their way, you leave them alone, and all of your sins will be forgotten. Well, not forgotten, but they will not be brought against you as long as you stay out of their way, as long as you continue to do what they say. And when you get to Joe's age, doing what they say is just staying the hell out of their way. I've said this multiple times, folks. I see it all the time, and I say it all the time. I, it just never ceases to amuse me how non-Christians, people who know absolutely nothing about Christianity or the Bible, constantly try to define what Christianity is and who Christians should be. I ran into another case today, and I wanted to share it with you because I took great pleasure in, uh, and this is a very unchristian thing, but I took, took quite a bit of pleasure in uh, correcting this particular individual. And the, the reason that I do it is not only to correct the individual, and to stand up to and put a stop to that kind of behavior from ignorant non-Christians. You see, I'm not, I'm not opposed to an intellectual debate. What I'm opposed to is bullies. But the second reason that I do it is to show other Christians how to do it and uh, that 
that it's actually okay for them to do it, to stand up for their faith, to be apologists uh, for their faith. And I know that there are some people out there right now, Christian and non-Christian, who are going to be saying, but, but Doc, we should, we should be salt of the earth and, and we should be nice and, 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 and sweet and kind and passive. That is not true. None of that is true. That is absolutely not true. You see, the folks out there who are putting us down, there, there are folks out there, I should say, who, who are putting us down. And there is no amount of niceness that is going to sway them or change their minds. And those whose minds can be changed, uh, their minds will be changed. Of course, this all gets into the uh, debate about uh, free will versus predestination. And uh, I'm not going to dig into that right now. What I am going to dig into is, is this little beauty of... Uh, of Twitter foolishness. And what we have here is a, uh, a post by Cabot Phillips. Cabot Phillips is a senior editor at the Daily Wire, which means he's a conservative. And it is a picture of him and his wife. Uh, and his wife has just, uh, they are posing with a recently downed doe, as in a deer, a female deer. <laughs> yes, there are some of you out there who the song just popped into your head. Anyway, um, this is a shot uh, from somewhere in Tennessee. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. But anyway, obviously, uh, Mr. Phillips and his wife uh, went out hunting deer and uh, she bagged herself a doe and there is nothing wrong with that however this uh, uh, as a matter of fact he he wrote here uh, at the bottom uh, she's the hunter and the gatherer in our marriage proud husband moment well uh, somebody uh, quote tweeted this that particular somebody is uh, somebody named Fiona Moriarty and uh, she goes at facts with Fiona which is just so amazingly ironic and apparently she writes for USA Today although she does not have a blue check mark but facts with Fiona um, oh, and, and it looks like she might be a podcaster as well. This facts with Fiona person uh, is apparently somebody who has very little 
knowledge of facts. So she says, this is the hashtag MAGA murder cult, brutally murdering innocent animals for clout and IG likes, demented hashtag savages. Jesus would never. Hashtag fake Christians. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, fake Christians, folks. That's what she said. So I decided to respond to her with this. Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 10. There are some of you who know where I'm going with this. Anyway, the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 9. On the next day, as they were on their way and approaching the city, Peter, they being uh, Cornelius's men, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. But he became hungry and was desiring to eat. But while they were making preparations, he fell into a trance, and he saw the sky opened up, and an object like a great sheet coming down, lowering by four corners to the ground. And there were in it all kinds of four-footed animals and crawling creatures of the earth and birds of the air. A voice came to him, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. Now, this vision by Peter, or for Peter, I should say, this vision for Peter was God telling Peter that there was no more such thing as food or anything else that was ceremonially unclean. In fact, if we go a little bit further, because Peter, he, he put up a bit of a fight on this. Peter said, and this is verse 14, By no means, for I have never eaten anything unholy or unclean. And again a voice came to him a second time. What God has cleansed, no longer consider unholy. All right. Now, those people... Uh, those theologians out there will know that this was, uh, this had a twofold meaning. Because right after this, this, this same vision and this same statement was made to Peter uh, multiple times after his initial refusal. And right after the vision ended, Cornelius's men knocked on the door. And this was not only saying to Peter that 
the food that was previously by Mosaic law ceremonially unclean uh, was now considered clean and that they could eat anything that they wanted at that point. It was also saying that the Holy Spirit was uh, available to now everybody, even those who had previously been considered unclean, such as Gentiles. All right. That's, that's the purpose of that passage right there. However, however, we can also see that Peter was told to get up, kill, and eat. And that means that not only, in well, in this particular case, there were all manner of four-footed animals and birds and crawling creatures uh, in that, but that, that means that killing and eating animals was considered okay. It is not unchristian to kill and to eat animals. And there are some of you out there who do not know your Bible who are saying, but the Bible says thou shalt not kill. That's not what the Bible says. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says thou shalt not commit murder. There is a difference between killing to eat and actual murder. Now, this young lady, uh, Fiona, who has all of her facts mixed up, uh, has labeled hunting murder, but uh, I can assure you uh, and her that when Jesus ate, he didn't just eat vegetables. He ate what everybody else at the time ate. Uh, now, I'm sure he did not eat anything that was at the time ceremonial, uh, ceremonially unclean um, because he was sent to, uh, to preach first to the Jews. But at the same time, uh, he did, I'm sure, eat meat. And he did indeed, this is really going to take a bunch of people off, drink wine. So just wanted to throw that out there, folks. It's important if you are a Christian, not only just to read your Bible, it is important to study your Bible. And the reason that it is important to study your Bible is because if you do not, you could see a tweet like that or something similar that makes a statement that is completely spurious, that has zero basis in fact whatsoever. But if you don't know your Bible, you could be misled by that. You could be misled by it, and 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 if if you know if you deviate 
from the narrow path. It's very easy to get lost. If you can be misled about one thing, you can be misled about a lot of things. And so it is not only important for you to study your Bible, not just read it, but study your Bible. But it's important to be able to use your knowledge to be able to refute spurious arguments like what come from Fiona and her mixed up facts. So I encourage you, when you are reading your Bible, and if you come across something, even if it's just one word, and you don't know what that word means, or you don't understand the context in which it was used, stop reading and go to some biblical commentaries and read the biblical commentaries and find out what it means. Or while you're reading, you might think to yourself, a question might pop into your head. Why did he say that? Or why didn't he say this? Or why did she do this? Why did they go there? What does it mean when they say this? Go look it up. Answer the questions that you have in your head. Now, there might be some of you who are ADHD or, or you know, who, who like to take notes, and that's even better. And when you have these questions, write the questions down as you're reading them. Okay, as you're reading your passage, write your questions down. And then go back and look up the answers to those questions and write the answers down. Different people learn different ways. Some people are visual. Some people are tactile. You know, some people are auditory. There's all kinds of different ways to do it. You do it the way that you learn best. But before you read your Bible, pray that the Holy Spirit leads you in your reading. Because the questions that just pop into your head aren't just popping into your head. That's the Holy Spirit poking you, asking you that question, being your teacher. He's asking you that question so that you can go look it up and learn the answer. And that way, after you have learned that answer, if that question comes up at some point while you're around, you're going to be able to answer it. Or if somebody like this Fiona person says something spurious and ridiculous with zero basis in facts, then you will be able to answer that person or that statement. Now, I'm, I'm positive that I am not going to hear back from this Fiona facts person. And the reason that I'm not is because I gave a very succinct, boom, this is what it says in the Bible. And, and we can even go on the Christian side of it, too, because this is in the book of Acts. Where at this point in Acts chapter 10, there were actual Christians, although they were not called that at the time. These were followers of the way, followers of Christ. And they were told 
by God. Get up, kill, and eat.